I kill. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then I forgot all the words after this. Do. Ooh. So if you didn't know, we are talking about sex in all types of forms. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a guest today. We will have a sex expert mm-hmm. that will be coming in and giving us, you know, all the tea, all the deets on everything. Yes. But before we get to that. We're going to get into that mode. Oh, yeah. Before we get to that. My bad. I didn't even realize I jumped ahead. Well, <laughs> my name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're listening to Cognac, Cognac Cupcakes, Cupcakes, and Conversations. Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness affecting our issues affecting our communities. In short, it's, it's a vibe. vibe. So we all just jumbled up. I yeah, drank too yeah, early. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, let's talk about what we eating on because you yes. look like you having a good time with that cupcake over mm-hmm. there. You know, we over here getting freaky with the cupcake. Today's yeah. episode is going to be called Freak Like Me, like mm-hmm. the song. Indeed, indeed. And so Kel was able to freak these cupcakes and the drinks for us. So whoop, whoop. thank you, girl. Yes, girl. And oh, well, first, let's introduce Reba. Yes, we have our homegirl, Reba the Diva. Mm-hmm. This is our sex expert, and she will give you all the tea on, um, you know, just sex. From, in general. And, yeah. and we want to talk about it from relationship aspects, some of the latest politics mm-hmm. development, political developments. and Sex just, cultures in general. Yeah, just breaking down some of these myths. But I just wanted to introduce her briefly before we go into the full introduction, because we want to know your opinion on these cupcakes as well. But Kel, where are these cupcakes from? These are from Alexandria Cupcakes, which is a small bakery in mm-hmm. Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I Anna has the strawberry cupcake, yeah. mm-hmm. and Reba has the red velvet, and then I have the chocolate with the mascarpone, mm-hmm. vanilla, it's frosting. frosting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, what did I give you, Tamara? I think I gave, oh yeah, he got like a chocolate peanut butter one. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, so ladies, so give me you, the dish. Yeah. On, okay, well for me, I'm not really feeling this strawberry one. Maybe it's just the frosting. The frosting is a whipped cream frosting. Mm-hmm. I think me and you both are more like buttercream people. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm not really feeling this strawberry frosting. I could look at that cupcake and knew that I wasn't going to want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I'm going to definitely try a piece of yours. But Reba, what do you think about Let's your see. cupcake? <clears throat> so I love red velvet. Mm. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. I was like, she's going to want she red did. velvet. She did. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's pretty moist. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that makes a really good cupcake. Yes, it's got the cream cheese frosting, mm-hmm. and what I like about it is it's not too sweet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the cream cheese frosting is a little cream cheesy. You okay, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's too, it needed a bite, it's a little cheesy. Yeah, so. it's a little cheesy, which is a little strong sometimes. Yeah, but for, I mean, it's not bad overall. I'd eat yeah. it again. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna okay. stop eating. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Same here. I'm still. Even though I said all that, I'm still eating the cake. What about Mine you, Kel? is, uh, I'm sorry, it's not a milk chocolate. This is a dark chocolate. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's a dark chocolate. It's not as moist as I want it to be. It's, um, when I break the fork into it, mm-hmm. it kind of crumbles, and it's not oh, like. Mine too. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the cr- It's so basic, the frosting, that I can't taste any flavor that I'm looking for. Like, the there's no. Yeah, it's oh, not man. a high proposal. It tastes like sugar butter in my mouth. Oh, oh. you ladies are hard to please. We, we <laughs> we're, we're, we're cupcake connoisseurs. connoisseurs. Yeah, yeah, like we. we really are. We do this shit every week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we live by this. So, Tyra, what about you? How was your cupcake? Was it giving you life? No. Five. You know, no. On a scale from. Oh, you gonna oh, say oh, oh, yes. Tyra, I'm gonna say something for yes. what's on the mic, Tyra. Uh, well, I didn't get a chance to delve into my cupcake just yet. Um, but from all of you guys' observations, and due to mine being tilted over, <laughs> I'm already going to have to work around it. But, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to make it work, you know what I'm saying? Is that the peanut butter chocolate I believe one? it's the peanut butter chocolate. So I got a little bit of your icing on mine. It's... Yeah, not it's bad. pretty good. Oh, true. Well, I might, I might even got the good one. Then. Okay, but might I'm a, have. I'm gonna let y'all know though. All right. <laughs> and we're drinking on yes, girl. Yes, Kyle, you we are drinking drink? on some Martell with mm-hmm. the pomegranate 
hibiscus ginger beer just yes, to give it a and little. I love ginger beer. Tang yes. twang. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, we had to do something <laughs> a little smash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ariba the diva. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys got fancy on me. I like it though. <laughs> And yeah. this is that real ginger ale with like real exactly. ginger. Exactly, I am a stickler for that. Me I too. love real ginger. Mm-hmm. I like when it has so the little good. pieces at the bottom, girl. Because mm-hmm. it gives you that little boost. That's yes. what ginger does. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just tried some of um, Kel's cupcake, and I, the one thing I can say is I like the strength of the flavor in it. Mm-hmm. I taste the cho- the dark chocolate, mm-hmm. and it's strong. Right, and, but it's cake. not strong in a bad way. But it's in a good yeah, way. In like a good the flavor way. of the cake, I was taste good. the flavor. But the icing just. Yeah, the cake is just kind of dry, and the icing. Yeah, the icing is just there. I'm surprised that's mascarpone. That's interesting. Hmm. Mm, okay. Well, let's get into this ratchetness and righteousness. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. Okay, peeps. So I'm not going to lie. I feel like it was pretty much a slow news week as far as ratchetness and righteousness went. Um, I did want to talk about Rolling Loud. So Rolling Loud happened in Miami over the weekend. It looks like niggas in there acting niggerish again you know people just got a nig like as you read what we curse on here oh, we are so, no, <laughs> <we> regulated <laughs> yeah so um it looks like a few people got shot mm. um and oh, no. damn yeah they were part of nba young boys um entourage and his security looks like he was getting shot at and they actually were retaliating to the shooting and they killed what they're saying is the person that shot at him but um they are now saying that 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 was an innocent person it looks like a child also got hit and two people died did you hear that i heard well i didn't know they said fatal, but I didn't know that anyone was necessarily dead. Yeah, I knew not that the, it was like a child who got grazed. Yeah, yes, yes, and a woman as well. But I don't think those two per- people died in particular, but it was okay. the other two folks that passed. And so, um, unfortunately, prayers up for those families. It looks like they're not going to be charged for that either. They meaning um, NBA Young Boys um, entourage. So, once again, prayers up. Looks like Kodak Black, um, a.k.a. Roach, as we call him, <laughs> is facing um, 10 years in prison after attempting to purchase firearms in Florida. So um, he actually got arrested outside of the Rolling Loud Festival as well, which was like, what the fuck is going on at that damn festival? <laughs> Where is it? nuts. It's in Miami. So, and I don't know if that travels. I, I feel like it is always in Florida, but um, I'm not sure because I really don't follow the Rolling Loud brand. Neither do but, I. But um, it usually caters, it's catered mostly to the crowds that are like, you know, the the NBA Young Boys, the Kodak Blacks, the, um, well, it looks like Megan Thee Stallion was there, so she did her thing. Cardi B was there too, so she was like a headliner, but it's kind of like all the, not even the little Yachty's, but like the... What's that guy that did, you're such a fucking hoe? Oh, um, 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 you know, it's like that young, young, young crowd, <laughs> like generation. Mean? What are they calling that generation? I don't know. Generation Z? I think they're Z? still part of millennials, though. No, well, yeah, yeah, you're They're right. just like the, the end of millennials. I don't want them to be a <laughs> I know, I know. We all. don't want to claim that, right? Right. So, yeah, Kodak indicated um, on the firearm applications that he was not facing any other uh, serious criminal charges, um, but he is also a felon, which prohibits him from purchasing a gun in the first place. So it's like, why would you even do that? Like, you already know. I'm okay if they put him away. You know. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm just (laughs) That's trash of me to say that, but I'm kind of like whatever about that whole situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God bless. Um, that also reminds me, so Young Miami, not not Young Miami, um, JT. It's funny when from you say City her Girls. name, you sound like her when she talks. Really? <laughs> young Miami. Oh, God. Uh, JT from City Girls was denied um, 
uh, probation. Yeah, so a lot of people were in the comments going back and forth saying, um, nah, let her stay in there. Let her sit down like everybody else. I bet if it was your credit card that she was running the scams oh, on. she was a scammer. <laughs> yeah, she okay. was a scammer. So. Aren't they the ones who sing about being scammers? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they live there about that life. They're really they're, about that life. They're really yeah. about that. Just like mm-hmm. the drug dealers are about that life, they were about that life. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, author... Everybody that used to watch Arthur, I didn't watch the cartoon show. I loved Arthur. Really? I didn't really watch it. No. I was a PBS kid. My parents didn't pay for cable, so yeah. PBS was what we got. That's all I, I got cartoon wise. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to watch like Magic School Bus and, and Doug. You know, I mean, Doug is Nickelodeon, but like, yeah, girl, you were spoiled. You yeah. had cable. <laughs> Doug and stuff. I didn't get to. I was like thirteen. That's when we got cable in my house. But by that time, Doug was like in middle school, yeah. and it was weird. Yeah, like I like Doug in elementary That's school funny. but I, I I feel your pain because I did have to watch it at like family members house yeah because they didn't pay for cable right. I was that yeah. family member PBS <laughs> we just had watching today like no we had we cable kids. and then we didn't and then yeah. we had cable again and then you yeah. had cable oh, again oh I get that yeah it was like great it'd be times yeah. you know yeah. be, hey you prioritize what's life. important sometimes right. <laughs> okay. Listen, that's right. more important than cable yeah show enough gotta make a decision well it looks like the creators will reveal Mr. Ratburn to be marrying a man in the new season or a male character. Okay, I see That's your dope. face already. Hey, whatever. I like so. Me and one of my what girlfriends was talking about this. So I said, so I asked. Her, I was like, well, was he? Did he ever show any tendencies on the show? Because I didn't watch it. And she was like, nah. Like he was just an old recluse. Like he didn't. He yeah. just didn't like really talk to anybody. But what I think is cool though is that. That is also like gay is not always effeminate. Yes. And so I'm just really right. glad yes. that, that it's a bad, like it's just cool. a man who's gay. That's yes. cool. I like that. That's what I said to my friend. I said, you know, that's exactly what they're trying to prove with this mm-hmm. with that is that everybody doesn't have to be stereotypical if they are in the LGBTQ community. They can look normal. That's like Bert yeah. and Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Even though you you kinda could draw the, the lines with that one and say, okay, they always spent this time together. Okay, I guess they could be gay. But um, I know a lot of gay couples like Bert and Ernie. Like but you yeah. know, but it's but it's like it's look, they were they're males, they live together, they have a really great close friendship. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's really cool that in this day and age we are just normalizing Gain it, queerness. Like, and that's that, cool. And that's what I was saying to my girlfriend. I was like, you know, and she agreed with me. It was like, you know, at the end of the day, this is a whole different world and a whole different, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, culture that yeah. we're living in. And gays have been here since the beginning of time. If y'all are, uh, you know, Game of Thrones fans, you've seen that yourself. I'm Roman times. <laughs> gays been here forever. So it's like, this unless they're about new. to die off, they ain't going nowhere. So at this point... It's about time yeah. that we start having this available in the media. And I think as long as nothing's hypersexualized, just as we wouldn't want something heterosexually hypersexualized in cartoons for kids, I think it's okay for the kids to start seeing, like, okay, there's two same sex couples that can be married and yeah. be together. And they don't have to, it doesn't always have to be a penis going in a butt. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not always got to yeah, lead so. to that. So yeah. I thought that was deep. It's, Arthur still I didn't even I thought it was off I thought it was off that's why I looked at you like that and that's what my friend said because she was like (laughs) I uh, she basically agreed with everything I said she was just like it's interesting that they're doing it with an old show because I I, like I I was like I don't even watch Arthur my kids don't even watch Arthur (laughs) exactly well we got cable though so maybe that's why (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's really what my face was looking like because like why Arthur (laughs) why now (laughs) yeah All right. And that's pretty much my top choices as far as uh, ratchetness and righteousness goes. Everything else was pretty ratchet in the media. Um, have you guys seen the Snapchat filters with the man switch? <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people look better as males. Yeah, hey, some people look better as women. Yes, hey, yeah, some uh, people look great as both. And I'm just like, well, look at you, look at you. Right. in all look the ways, all the androgynous, right? Yes, androgynous, yes. I was ugly, but my fiance was fine as a woman. Like I was like, I did see that photo. He did look very nice. He was was a beautiful woman. Yes, Denise. (laughs) I'm done. Killing it over there. Yes. All right. So let's just jump straight into this talk topic. 
do which it. is um let's talk sex. about sex yeah baby. let's talk about sex let's do it let's do it so reba let's introduce you first yes. or let you allow you to introduce yourself mm-hmm. how did you get your start and what do you do yeah so um i'm reba i started a company four years ago called sexpert consultants and mm-hmm. we teach pleasure positive sex education classes and workshops um, both live like in person and online we started in dc and i'm now training other people and consultants both here in dc and across the country to do what i do so um i have this workshop model i teach a bunch of workshops my like flagship workshop was um my blow his mind fellatio workshop which is super fun and for those of you who don't know what fellatio is it's the art of sucking penises yes and (laughs) and um (laughs) it kind of started off as a joke i i was one of those if you've ever like been to a passion party or Mm -hmm, like your mm -hmm, romance things mm -hmm. like that i was one of those multi-level marketers door-to-door dildo sales girls so that's what you started off that's kind of how i started door-to-door dildo slanging that's what i was doing (laughs) yeah Um, And then I realized um, it was better. Like, I I like to throw events. I was a Mm -hmm. grant writer and a fundraiser before all this sex work stuff. Yes, put that corporate in there. Yeah, yeah. Using my little marketing background Mm -hmm. to tell stories for nonprofits and get the money and startups and stuff, too. And I still do some of that stuff on the side, you know, when I'm asked but Mm -hmm. and when I have time. But lately, um, the past two years, I've been doing my business full time. So good job. Thanks. It's been scary. But it's been fun. And Mm -hmm. um, so what do we do? We um, so the blow his mind class, we I started out as a multi-level marketer, a sex toy reseller. And I realized before I could sell a toy to anybody, I had to tell them about their bodies. Right. Most most of the people that I was talking to didn't know what a clitoris was, how big it is or, you know, where it's even located what a G-spot is, any of that kind of stuff. Oh, and girl, so, we got to talk about that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had to basically educate first, and I thought education was, like, that's really my jam. Like, mm-hmm. I like telling people things that will transform their whole lives, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and that really stimulated me a lot more than, like, please buy this dildo from me. So, right, right. So um, the company that I was with got bought out by a bigger company, and that company was like, no men can be at your parties, no men can be consultants. And I was just like okay this is really discriminatory yeah and it is. also wow. the toys were just crap i'm not gonna put the company's name out there but okay. they just were yeah. they were crap yeah. and the Avoid problem that with, <laughs> right and the problem with a lot of those companies those multi-level marketer companies that you know i won't put yes. their names but those sex toy girls that you yeah. see is that there's a real emphasis on the bottom line, which is sales, right? Yeah. And there's a 400% markup on sex toys. So, wow. Yeah. That makes sense, business. though, because I go, when I went to a sex toy shop for the first time with my fiance, like, years ago, and I never really looked at the prices, because I feel like back in the day, Kel, when we used to go with our girls, mm-hmm. we would just, like, buy whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, we would get it from, like, Spencer's or yeah. something, like a little bullet or something. Mm-hmm. But then when we went to, like, seriously look for toys, like, that shit is fucking expensive. It is. $80 and up. It's crazy. Because the people who own these companies are typically men. Now, there are a lot more women in the space, so that's good, mm-hmm. right? You got a lot more women making quality, low-cost toys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we sell, we curate. Um, quality toys for low prices but we also work with other brands there's my favorite brand is unbound babes i don't know if you guys have ever heard of them Mm. they are great i should look them up unbound babes and they have vibrators of all different like price points Mm -hmm. they have one i just got it. it's called palma it's a ring vibrator it looks like like a ring like a beautiful golden ring but it's a vibrator and that one was a little bit more expensive but they have them as cheap as like $36 for the little bullet which Mm -hmm. is you know and it lasts a long time I have one it's battery powered anyway they don't pay me to do that to like sell their toys but the point (laughs) is they're women they're making toys for women not at a 400% markup, right? Mm. Um, But so what these big companies are doing is they're sourcing cheap toys, and the cheaper the toy, the lower the quality, the less good for you it is for your body, right? Right. So these companies aren't going to be focused on education because if I they educated people about what shouldn't shouldn't go in their bodies, they wouldn't be selling half of the inventory that they have. Right. And I'm looking at every single one of these sex toy companies. You too, Candy. I love you, girl, but she I'm looking at you. Um, because at the end of the day, 
it's about sexual wellness. And if you're not equipping your consultants and the people who are supposed to be educating people with the education and the knowledge that they need, then you're doing more harm than good. So that's why I started this company. We kind of do the same thing that they do, just instead of like our bottom line being sex toys, it's education. I want you to sell as many workshop tickets as possible. And really, if you sell education, you're selling an experience with them, and then they'll start to be able to be more inclined to buy more into it, because now they know what to do with it, and they're not ashamed of looking it up. When I was one of the sex toys sellers, I was their top seller in this area, because when you give people education and you can position sex toys as like a solution to some of the pain points, they're definitely more likely to buy. And right. so I do have some consultants that do sell for other people mm-hmm. um, that come to me for the training on, you know, how to tell people, how to do these workshops, how to get people in the door. It's really hard. We're sex workers at the end of the day. So yeah. we're treated oh, yeah. in the same way that sex workers are. I can't advertise on the internet. I yeah. can't. I can't take out Facebook or Instagram ads or Twitter ads. Like that's against their terms of service. I never would have thought that. You know, I actually took a sex work class that I've been talking about a lot lately. There's been different reasons why I've been bringing it up, but I took a sex work class in college and it was so informative, but I never would have thought that the passion parties and things like that went under sex work, but so, it does. So technically, the passion parties and stuff is not sex work, but what I do, the teaching people how to suck penises and our how to eat cake cunnilingus class, cupcakes, haha, yeah. are, um, <laughs> are they, they, I mean, that's sex work. I'm teaching people how to have sex. Right. So Wow, and I would think that's more like a, a, in the therapy um, department kind I of guess. but like I'm not category not a therapist like I'm not mm-hmm. a I'm I don't want to I don't also don't want to be a therapist I work really closely with some couples therapists okay. and um, like just sensuality coaches who are like trained and accredited in that whole therapy thing because the thing is therapy holds space for your emotions mm-hmm. right I can I'm, I'm okay with holding space for emotions but at the end of the day I'm here to teach you about your body and how it works now there will be some emotions that come up and mm-hmm. if it's too much for you to deal with then I'll here's a therapist that's going to help you. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we hold a lot of shame and we repression do. inside of our bodies because society tells us that, like, our vaginas are dirty mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sex is bad mm-hmm. and if you are free in your sexuality, then you're a whore. Or, mm-hmm. or, now, break that down, like, the, the dirty, because I think I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying, yeah. but why do you say that people that society tells us that our vaginas are dirty? They bleed every month. Mm-hmm. Ew. We have to, like, hide that as a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so many, so much shame that comes with your first period. You remember what that was like, right? Mm-hmm. Things smell different. Mm-hmm. They, like, mm-hmm. God forbid you like, leak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, and it can be shameful. Yeah. And so that, how could you feel good about something that makes you feel like that every single month for a week? Or more. So, right. so, And then even them telling us to, like, I read an article about this, like, them telling us how we should shave our vaginas, how mm-hmm. we need to manicure it. Or, uh, how, how we should we be douching. douching. Douching was a thing that, like, we realize now is terrible for vaginas. If you're right. out there douching, don't do that. Yeah. Okay? Do not All put anything monostat. but water All, in your... Yeah. In your vagina, okay? But, yeah, no, we're taught that vaginas are dirty and gross. And Ain't nobody mm-hmm. telling them to cook, clean it. Clean dick cheese. And the thing is, <laughs> no, but that's real, though. Like, yes, the thing is, is, the things you want us to clean, we get smegma, too. Smegma right. is that built that cheesy substance mm-hmm. that forms between the lips if mm-hmm. you don't wipe them well, right? That ha- That's dick cheese, too, right? So yeah. dick cheese is some. And the crazy <laughs> thing is, if more men clean their penises more, they would get more sex. They don't even realize that. But we're mm-hmm. the ones who have the dirty thing between our legs Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so women's pleasure also has just not ever been a thing like it's not ever for a long time we didn't even think that women's pleasure existed like sex was not pleasurable for women we discovered Mm -hmm. a clitoris the clitoris in 1998 that's that's sad we were all alive then just think about we that. all were the yeah. medical community we were all alive for 10 to 11 years exactly. by then exactly the medical yes. community discovered the clitoris when we were 10 that's wild i think <laughs> it has a lot to do with i'm um, in awe us. what happened to our moms that's what i'm saying I like, think, I'm just <laughs> but i think what it has to do with is a woman it wasn't enough women in these higher roles yep. and they didn't respect them yep. 
and they didn't respect that their minds and their education and you see that now as a reflection with some of the laws that we're having as well listen even if mm. they did and i want to come back to those laws right but even if they did respect them right a woman who has fought this hard to get into the medical field in the first place is not about to then sully her reputation by studying sex exactly you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that you know, it's funny. I think I've seen, I don't know if you watch Grey's Anatomy, mm -hmm. but on Grey's Anatomy, they kind of touched on that as well with um, Catherine, who plays Catherine is, um, what's her name? Damn, she's the dancer. She's Felicia Rashad's sister. Oh, um, Debbie Allen. Debbie yes. Allen, there you Debbie go. Debbie Allen, yeah. So Debbie Allen is um, a penis doctor, mm -hmm. technically. <laughs> urologist. Yes, mm -hmm. urologist. Yeah, she's a urologist. Mm. And she was talking about on one of the episodes about why she chose that field and how she wanted to, like, you know, be more liberating. She wanted to bring more attention to it. Like, it's not something that's shameful. It's something that people need and people, it, it was just, it was liberating. Yeah. That's the best way to put it back. And it's funny that you say she's a penis doctor. So the term urologist is actually not just for penises. Yes, and a lot not. of people don't even realize that. I work with a really cool urologist here in the area. Her name is Rachel mm. Rubin. Mm -hmm. And she is a urologist that studies both male and female sexual parts. parts. Right? Right. <laughs> right. So she's a sexual medicine doctor. That's mm -hmm. what urologists do. And so we think, you know, urology study pee. Like I think about urology, I think urine. I mean, right? But they do. I'm getting they, educated they right do. now. They, they do. do. Okay. But there are some urologists who specialize in sexual medicine. Right. And yeah. those people, in fact, here's a fun fact, and I'm so glad I get to say this on here. Mm -hmm. so a lot of people hear it. Um, your gynecologist knows less about your clitoris than a urologist does. Wow. Because the clitoris and how it's connected to the rest of the body is wholly missing from all gynecological textbooks. That's very true. I've actually seen a urologist before, and they do have um, way more knowledge. And she does, she starts asking about really details about what's happening your in your sex yeah, yeah. she she your gynecologist doesn't give a fuck about your orgasm never asked me that ever do mm -hmm. you and they won't because gynecologists although they deliver babies mm -hmm. and they deal with your entire reproductive system which includes your pleasure have not been taught to care about that kind of mm -hmm. stuff I had a urologist in one of my classes. Uh, I'm sorry, a gynecologist in one of my classes was a woman. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, she was like, yes, I do, I do care. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I broke it down, I was like, look, this is what it is. She, you know, she didn't have anything else to say. She was like, you know what, you're right. Like yeah. at this point, you're right. And unless your gynecologist studies urology, like specializes mm -hmm. in urology, they don't know. They will just refer you right back out. Yeah. <laughs> to a urologist. urologist. Yeah. Who's going to help you. What so. about the fact that, when did we discover that the clitoris is actually like, so this goes even into sex change operations, mm -hmm. that the clitoris like reaches all the way back into the vagina. Yes, so that is what I mean. That was 1998. That is when we discovered that the clitoris is more than just that little nub okay, that's on the outside. Oh, okay. yeah. So there was a, I think she's Swedish. Her name's Helen O'Connell. Mm -hmm. She's a doctor. In 1998, she was studying cadavers. She wanted to learn more about the clitoris. She started taking clitorises Crazy. out of cadavers, and they looked like these little octopuses. Like they mm -hmm. had little yeah. legs and like little balls and yeah. wings. And, and she was like, whoa, mm. what the hell is this? Yeah. So 10 years later, in 2008, was when we ultrasounded the first living one. Mm. Wow. A woman said it 10 years ago. Hey, but, this is what it looks like. And then 10 course. years later, science was like, oh, she was right. Look at that. Um, and so now. <laughs> typical. Very I'm about to typical. blow your mind, too. Okay, so what if I told you that all orgasms, every single orgasm that you can have in your body is, if you own a vulva and a vagina, right, is clitorally based? I believe it. And that was actually one of my I questions, I just learned too. that recently, mm -hmm. and it did blow my mind. So your clitoris... And it's going to blow our listeners' minds mm -hmm. that don't know, because a lot of people don't know that. So, like I was saying, the clitoris is just the tip. So that thing you see on the outside, that little nub, sometimes it's a bigger nub for some people. Sometimes you don't have to pull the hood back. It's kind of just there, right? Mm -hmm. That is the clitoris. You'll notice when the clitoris... That's the head of the clitoris, just like the head of the penis, right? It's the mm -hmm. most sensitive part of the clitoris for some people. Now, the clitoris actually, there's two balls on either side of the vaginal opening. Those are called the vestibular bulbs. Those are the internal parts of the clitoris. There's little wings that come from each side of the clitoris, right? Mm -hmm. 
that is your whole internal clitoris. Now, the G spot, Mm -hmm. when you put your finger inside of a vagina and curve it towards, curve your fingers towards the navel, you do one of these like come hither motions, Mm -hmm. that is how you get to the G spot. It feels kind of like, it's kind of spongy, like the roof of your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. It feels kind of ribbed like that. Mm. That's the G spot. The G spot is actually just the back part of the clitoris. Wow. It's just the back end of it. And so some people have more sensitivity in the back end of their clitoris or inside, right, than they do on the top side. So that's why you get versa. the people that, that say, oh, I'm a penetration person. I love right. penetration over oral over clitoral mm-hmm. stimulation. And yeah. the reason for that is because they have heightened sensitivity in the back part of their clitoris, also known as the G-spot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ooh, how how personal. Okay, I won't get personal. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess I have to, to in, in order to say this. I'm just not going to record it on the video. Um, <laughs> so... I have used um, a toy before, and I've even noticed, like, sometimes when you use a toy, you'll feel it on the inside mm-hmm. of your vagina. Yeah, you'll like, feel like the you, vibrations or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me be specific. Mm-hmm. Not like a, a, a rabbit or, like, a big, long penis thing, like a bullet. And it's like you're literally putting it on your clitoris. But you're feeling it on the inner part, the inside of your entire like. Look at you knowing your body. (laughs) So yeah, what you're experiencing is the stimulation of your internal clitoris. And I didn't know that. So that was like a long time ago, like years ago, like a few years ago. And so when I learned this, Mm -hmm. makes sense now. I was like, wow. So the whole (laughs) time, the entire clitoris goes back that yeah, far so does. that's why you're feeling it on the inside yes, too that's right it's deep that's literally it. <laughs> deep. <laughs> it's deep yeah. no really and so so the clitoris is it's an amazing organ and it yes. even like it sits it sits right on top of your perianal region mm-hmm. which is why anal sex can feel really good too mm. because there's pleasure receptors back there too wow mm-hmm. now no, the coolest wow. the the thing about the anus though is the mm-hmm. anus doesn't produce enough lubrication like the vagina does it's for sex. So you need lube, mm-hmm. right? For real, for real, anything, anytime you're going to penetrate, I recommend using lube, period, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you have a vulva, I recommend water-based lube, okay? Yeah. Not silicone. I know a lot of people love Uber Lube. I love Uber Lube, too, for anal sex. For my vulva, though, What's Uber, lube? Uber Lube is a really good lube. You'll hear uh-huh. it talked about a lot, like, in sex toy shops and stuff. They do, they're doing a really great marketing campaign right now. I love them. They, you can use it in your hair. It's a good straightener. Oh, wow. Like Uber Lube is bomb, but it's, it's silicone. Not oily. It's silicone. I was just gonna say, if it's going in your hair, it must be silicone. It's yeah. silicone based, yeah. and silicone does not dissolve. You have mm. to wash it out. Okay. Yeah. Whereas water based lubes will not leave any residue. Won't cause any. The problem Infections. is our our mm. our vaginal pH is three point five to four point five. Right. That's pretty acidic on the pH scale. Yes. And when you put things inside of it that are foreign that have different higher pHs, then you're changing the environment in there and it mm-hmm. causes odors and it can cause in like infections and and issues like yeast infections mm-hmm. and bacterial infections and so. You want to be really careful about what you're putting in your body, right? So silicone lubes, I don't recommend. Water-based, pH safe, no sugar. Mm-hmm. Question with yes. that, because I actually had a friend who asked me that with one of the questions that they have was, is it possible to break your pussy with, like, vibrators? To break it. Yes. No. Like, by over, you know, Lord, I hate synthesizing it. I question. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> Let me dispel a few myths here. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as a broken pussy, okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you, Issa Rae, yeah. for Insecure and the many gems <laughs> that it has left us with, but broken pussy is not a thing, okay? Yeah. That is a mentality that helps people shame themselves into having bad sex and not taking care of themselves sexually. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no such thing as broken pussy. I need everybody to have good pussy energy, okay? Yes, yes. good pussy right. energy. <laughs> yes. Number two... I'm going to use that clip. (laughs) 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 Number two, people, you you cannot become desensitized, right? Mm -hmm. Vibrators do not cause people to be desensitized. This is a myth that just, I I think it was invented by people who don't want people to use vibrators, right? Mm. Your body can become accustomed to the way a vibrator pleases you, right? And in those instances, I recommend getting a separate toy that does something different, right? So a lot of people use vibrators. After a while, your body gets used to that vibration. For example, let's say you got a car, right? Your car kind of vibrates when you get over 50, right? Right. And the first time it starts, it's like really working on your nerves. But 
by the fifth time you get in the car, yeah, it's, like, not, it's oh. like, oh, I'm just used to it. No, yeah. the first the person you pick up in the car is going to be like, wait a minute, um, car's yeah, vibrating, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. right? But you get used to it. And so that's what happens with your body sometimes. <sighs> if you are using your vibrator often, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. It You can get, your body can get used to it. So what I like to say is, if you don't want to invest in another toy, because like we said, toys can be expensive, mm-hmm. then just lay off on the vibrator for a week. Come back to it. You'll be fine, right? Right. But what I like to do is alternate. I have a vibrator that I love, mm. but I also have a clitoral sucker. Ooh, oh, what is that? No. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> a clitoral a cli- sucker. So clitoral like, so suckers, they, they fit over top of the clitoris, and they just make a sucking sound. So you have to put lube in that so that it um, doesn't, like, you know. Yeah, so you don't want to get one that does, like, the... Cause that oh, hurts. Like you don't. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do that. You want something yeah. that does a gentle suction. I have two that so I can like recommend. A, mm-hmm. It's like a kiss, right? Oh, the first but like one a is tighter kiss, mm-hmm. Ooh, and you can increase bomb. the like <laughs> the intensity of that kiss, right? Oh, where oh. you get this from, girl? Expertconsultants.com/slash/shop. <laughs> That's right, girl. That's right. So the one that I recommend okay. is the Satisfier. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a facial massager, but it is just, it's a clitoral sucker, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it does what it does. It's rechargeable. I love that thing. It's awesome. So it's I just alter, it's rechargeable. The, oh, yeah. Wow. So I just alternate between, you know, my favorite Sheesh. bullet or penetrative toy and that one, right? Mm-hmm. So also, you don't have to use a toy that vibrates. And you know what? I think women need, not just women, everyone needs to be educated on the different types of toys. Because when people think of toys, they automatically think of vibrators or dildos. Mm-hmm. And there's so, so much, much more. more. Yeah, <laughs> There's so much more than, than that. So, yes, there's vibrators. Toys that vibrate, obviously, mm-hmm. are vibrators. But m- not all vibrators look like penises. and not all mm-hmm. big. And it's not just the rabbits. Like, there's little tiny finger vibrators and ring vibrators. And, like, yeah. cute little vibrators that can be used for, like, muscle spasms as well as, like, clitoral stimulation. So, there's that. Then there's wand vibrators. Like, everybody knows mm-hmm. about the vibrators. But, yeah, the wand, yeah. Then there's the dildos, which are things that are shaped like penises that don't vibrate, right? Mm-hmm. Do they consider the um, the vagina ones dildos? No, or that's no? a masturbation sleeve. Okay, masturbation sleeve. Okay, also known as a flashlight or pocket yeah, pussy. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are all masturbation those sleeves, right? Gotcha. And so you have those, they have those, there are tons of those. Some are like motorized, some vibrate, some have like little motors in them that make it feel like a hand is stroking it. Oh, wow. Some heat up, some you put lube in it wow. and it feels like a real vagina. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things out there, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's things like cock rings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. clamps, like nipple clamps and clitoral clamps. And these sound painful, but they're actually pretty fun. Um, a, cl- a nipple clamp, like, just clamps onto the hard nipple and keeps the nipple hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's soft, m- not metal, but it's, like, soft plastic on the outside. Clitoral clamps, cl- like, literally slide onto the hood of the clitoris and just make the clitoris, like, open. open. Yeah, for display. Lotus flower. Yeah, it's really great. And they yeah. have little, I have one with a little crystal on it. So, Damn, like, pretty. It's, it's really pretty, too. Aww, but you can't can see my face right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, blown away. Like, I'm still on the clit opening like a butterfly. Yeah. I'm like, what? Lotus yeah. flower? <laughs> okay, anyway, go ahead. You guys Sorry, have to girl. have me come back and I'll bring you guys. <laughs> yeah, Like, maybe yes. on a live thing we can do. We got yeah. you, girl. We already have you in mind okay. for when we do something live, <laughs> yes. for sure. Simply off it. of the entrepreneurship um, side of things. I'm here but, for it. I'm here for um, it. Kel, did you want to do the rapid fire questions oh, really quick? Or did you want me to go into... Well, I do have one other question for okay. you before we go to that route. Um, how important is it to keep the spice? Because you are, I was going to um, ask I don't that know too. if you shared that you were married. Yeah, I'm married. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I, I figured that would be good for your business. Anyway, yeah, I'm to married. Say that you're married yeah. I'm married like, and we're poly, so I talk a lot about that too. Oh, girl, let's get into that. <laughs> I wasn't even, okay, well, basically, ready I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to ask, um, how important is it to keep the spice? But yes, that's very spicy. So let so, me go. Let me yes. let me answer that question. I can talk a little bit about being black and poly because a lot of yes, girl, black poly do people it. don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, keeping the spice is very important, and mm-hmm. keeping the spice really just means keeping the communication open, right? Mm-hmm. Like our there's two things you need to do. One, you need to stay in tune with your pleasure. So if you don't have a regular masturbation routine, you got to pick that up because if you can't mm. if you don't know your pleasure you can't tell your partner you can't mm. you can't tell your partner or anybody else what your pleasure looks like right mm-hmm. number one number two 
it's important to keep having the just open lines of communication with your partner. Let's say you learn, you watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and you mm-hmm. BDSM might be a thing that you're into. Talk to your partner about that. Say, hey, I have thought about being tied up. Let's try this the next time. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you don't talk about it, then your partner doesn't know. And if your partner doesn't know, then there isn't anything that you guys can do about it, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks everything is fine. So. so instead, you're just looking at it on Pornhub and masturbating. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean. <laughs> For real, for real, one thing that my husband and I did, like, early in our relationship was we had back when Tumblr allowed you to post porn on Tumblr. He mm-hmm. w- he had his own porn oh, that he stopped. liked. Yeah. yeah oh. In December, they stopped. Yeah. Oh. Again, people like me, we can't advertise on Tumblr now either. So, mm. um, But, yeah, so we used to have this Tumblr thing where he would put up, you know, porn that he liked to watch and I found it and at first I was like mm, I don't know how I feel about this but then I was like oh you like some of the same stuff I like oh wow we, yeah. we haven't even talked about you like this yeah. so then I started sending him things to put on the blog you know what I mean yeah. so just having that conversation about what your pleasure looks like mm-hmm. even if it's just watching porn together or sending each other porn clips like at yeah. that point you're saying this is what I like this now, is what turns me on. With so. that being said, when you say that um, knowing what each other's pleasure looks like, is that a difference from knowing what your sexual triggers are? Yeah, because your sexual triggers change. As you get older, they change. Like, your body changes, right? Mm-hmm. When you have kids, your body changes. When you get older, your body changes. When menopause happens, your body changes. And so the things that you might not have liked, you know, when you first started having sex are different right Mm -hmm. and so for example before I had my kid I didn't like breast play wasn't a thing for me I don't have large breasts so it was like Mm -hmm. why are you don't touch those like it's not a they're not not sensitive or anything yeah but after breastfeeding my nipples are super sensitive Mm -hmm. and I love that shit like and so when my breasts got bigger Mm -hmm. as I gained weight Mm -hmm. (laughs) hey girl I'm trying to gain some weight then shit (laughs) (laughs) like no I I can identify with that because when I was younger the breast thing wasn't a thing for me and my breasts were smaller and then as my breasts have grown bigger they become more sensitive and now I enjoy that too. I do too, girl. Yeah. Mm. We all like breasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, your body's gonna change. Things are gonna change, and staying aware of that is your responsibility. And communicating that to your partner is your responsibility. Now, what they do with that information is their responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everybody should be prioritizing pleasure. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're prioritizing orgasms, and I think it's like this pressure to reach orgasm, whether you're a man or you're a woman. I try. That is a good conversation to have. What was you going to say, Cup? Never mind. <laughs> and I'm not saying that orgasms are not something that should be prioritized, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if you prioritize pleasure, orgasms will come. Mm-hmm. 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 It's simple. Yeah. That sounds really simple. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like sometimes just you can get off of just the person being able to get off. Mm-hmm. And, and they... I love that. I love that, like, control of the fact that I've made you and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to. There's a certain power that comes with that. Yes, that's the sexual power. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Well, okay, let's get into the poly. Yeah, so we're black and so we're poly, black and poly. I like to say black and poly because that's like uh, it's like a happy term. Look, thirty six mm-hmm. weeks ago, I was looking on Facebook. Somebody was talking about being poly and black, and I was like, "Girl, I want to know how you do that." Now, thirty six weeks later, <laughs> here we are. Also, this is recent. Also, this is new. I mean, look, okay. we kind of have always been in a non traditional mm-hmm. relationship. I'm a sex expert. Yes. I understand what sex is. I can compartmentalize it. Mm-hmm. I love women, mm-hmm. though, right? And so does my husband. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that and seeing that and understanding it, I was like, okay, I can either make you change, right? Mm -hmm. And be with me solely, which he was totally willing to do. Or we can figure out how we can make this forever work for both of us, right? Mm -hmm. How does this forever work for you when you have a family? Ah, so family comes first. Mm -hmm. And I think what's most important in poly relationships is to understand a hierarchy. If you don't have a good foundation, you can't be, you can't be poly. It's not going to happen. If you are like saying, Oh, I want to be poly because I don't want my person to cheat on me. That's not a good foundation. You know what I mean? That's That's not not a good motivation. Yeah. I, Mm there is a deep understanding between my husband and I, that there's nobody in this world that could take either one of our plays. I've known him since I was 15, Mm -hmm. and he's gotten to see me as a teenager, as an adolescent, as a, you know what I mean? As a grown-up, as an entrepreneur, as Mm -hmm. a sexpert, as Mm -hmm. the grant writer. That is beautiful. So there isn't, like, anybody in my life that can say that they've been there and seen me through that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And vice versa. I've 
we've been over, we've known each other for long enough. So it takes that understanding of like neither one of us are going anywhere, whether we like it or not. Like mm-hmm. I could decide I want to leave my husband tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the hardest thing to get rid of his ass. So, right, right. so knowing that, okay, now knowing you have a life partner, somebody who is there with you forever. My whole question was, well, what's sacred in right. our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. If we're having sex with other people. What's sacred? Mm-hmm. Sex is we're we're taught sex is sacred. Our relationship, yeah. you don't you don't have sex with anybody else because you're sharing your love with with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's sacred in our relationship is the bond that we have. Like there mm-hmm. is, like I said, no one no one in this world who can be who to me who my husband is. Um, and he, I like to say he's my pillow. He's my soft place mm-hmm. to land when the world is kind of fucking with me. Yeah. So and I'm yeah. his, and so that's. That's what's sacred. And so knowing that, it's easy for me. I travel a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And my husband requires a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would much mm-hmm. rather know that there is a person there who can pick up where I left off that isn't going to be like, you know. I'm taking this. Exactly. Yeah. So we've you've vetted them. Yeah, and I know mm-hmm. them. Like, we've mm-hmm. met. You mm-hmm. know, they have kids. I have kids, like, you know, and, and vice versa. Like with So is it introduced, like, to your family as a friend? Like, does, yeah. I don't know if your no, kids we don't, are we don't do, age appropriate to know. Our kids are 11 and, well, our, our kids are older, but the kids that live in the house right now are 11 and 4. And, I, have an I mean, look, too. everybody's just our friends. Gotcha. You know, that's have, real. Yeah. And that, that's friends. a friend. That, that, right. That yeah. seems normal. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do the friends spend the night? Yeah, no. I didn't want to get too Never. far. Never. I wasn't trying to get too far, no, but no, no, I was no. just trying to have like yeah. a picture no, of I think it's in, of it. So yeah. it's a it's a outs it's an extracurricular thing. Like I'm going gotcha. to the bar. I'm gonna go hang with my Makes it. You know what I mean? Now my paramour lives in the West on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I get to see her. Um, it's been like once every three months. So okay. I mean, but our yeah. relationship is also just very emotional. Like she's a woman, I'm a woman. We mm-hmm. we talk. You know it's what I mean? Passion. Like it's a it. It's the understanding. Mm-hmm. My husband is a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. there is a difference between the way that males are intimate and the way females are intimate. Mm-hmm. Males are intimate with their bodies. They're really good. The mother tongue is the body. So they're really good with, you know, they might not be able to say what's in their heart with their words, but, you know, rubbing on your booty or yeah, giving you yeah, a shoulder rub yeah, lets yeah. you know they care about you, right? Yeah. Women are really great at talk intimacy. And sometimes I need talk intimacy. I really need to, yeah. like, be able to talk. <laughs> so I'm glad that you mentioned that. One of our male um, followers Acts, what was something that men overlook when it comes to pleasing their woman? So I guess mm. that's... Oh, that's a good one. So <clears throat> I work with a erectile dysfunction doctor, mm-hmm. and we both have the same metaphor. When it comes to heterosexual relationships, men are like microwaves. They want it fast. No, it happens fast. On average, from masturbation, men come in six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fast. Boop, 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 boop. Done. <laughs> Microwaves finished. Mm-hmm. Women, mm-hmm. though, are like ovens. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute for us to preheat. 20 minutes at least, right? To warm up. To mm-hmm. warm up. And then you you can get to going. So if you're a microwave, then you have to know how to let the oven preheat before the microwave even gets turned on. Right. Keep your clothes on the first 20 minutes <laughs> while you're warming her up. You know yeah. what I mean? So that you're not even getting the microwave started. Because once the microwave gets started, there ain't no going back. I mean, it is, but there's a refractory period. There's mm-hmm. Depending on your health and the amount of blood vessels in your penis, you know, it can take between 10 minutes and five days for your penis to get back up again so wow yeah so it's it's if you know you're a microwave and you deal with ovens then you have to act like an oven yeah so men do men like foreplay did you want more by the way yeah foreplay um foreplay is a lot quicker the ramp is a lot quicker for men right Mm. if you think about this you touch a penis five Mm. minutes it's almost that orgasm, right? <laughs> um, but you touch a vagina for five minutes, and it's fifteen minutes away from being ready for orgasm, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I do. I think men like for. Look, I don't care if men like foreplay. To be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> 
they gotta know how to use it. Talk that talk. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, talk that yes. talk. They gotta know how to use foreplay. And if you're a man and you're not using foreplay and you're pleasing women, right? Yeah. But to be completely honest, let's 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 even like let's not discriminate yeah. against the queer community. If you're a man and you're pleasing other men and you're not using foreplay, the sphincter needs some time to release. You know what That's I mean? True. And it needs some just time. Ram you it can't up just there. be I'm not going a man, straight but in. I'm just saying, like I would no, assume that you even can't, for men, you no, can't just you can't. ram it up there. No, you can't. It takes right. some finesse and so yeah. at the end of the day if you're gonna have sex with anyone you sh- and you got a penis you you gotta learn the art of finesse period yeah it's fair it is it is Kel you had any more questions I or you do. wanna go ahead go ahead um, <laughs> I have a couple questions um since we're talking about backdoor play yeah. um <laughs> When it comes to backdoor play, at some point, does it emasculate a man if they're heterosexual? Ooh, what a great question. That sounds like a question per person, though. No, like, no, no, no. This is a very... Okay, I don't know if you guys listen to Horrible Decisions. Yes, yes I do. I, I do. do. I'm feeling like horrible decisions right okay. now with this conversation, right? but yes. All right, so my favorite is Wheezy. Like, yeah, she and I are I a lot of like. We're yeah. a lot of like. A whole, yeah, y'all, y'all whole lot of like. Her. Don't let yes. me hear her <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Um, <laughs> I've never been to one of their live shows. No, I can't. I'm okay. not. We're not doing that. Okay, so um, Girl, Wheezy, she was though, her route, right? <laughs> Wheezy, which one? Right? I mean, I think it would be a co- it would be a competition. Yeah. But look, and that's the challenge, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Wheezy talks openly about. Pegging people, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Or is it Mandy? It's Wheezy. Ma- I don't remember. It's Mandy. No, it's, it's Mandy. Mandy. It's that Mandy. Pegs it's Mandy that pegs people. Okay, either yeah. one. They talk openly about pegging, and for those of you who don't know what pegging is, mm-hmm. it's when you put on a strap on and you put it into a person, typically that has a penis. Okay, mm-hmm. that's pegging. All right, let's break down a stigma real quick. Men have two types of orgasm. I mm-hmm. teach this in my blowjob class all the time. People are like, oh, what? Yes, men have two types of orgasm. They are the prostate orgasm and the penile orgasm. Penile orgasm, we all know. Mm-hmm. You rub a penis, it orgasms. Boom. But the prostate orgasm, the prostate is located inside the body between the navel and the anus. And when mm-hmm. you penetrate the anus, curve the finger towards the navel, just like the G-spot, mm-hmm. it you can feel the prostate. The prostate is this walnut-shaped object, organ on the inside. And most men don't get this kind of stimulation until they've had a prostate exam, right? Forties, mm-hmm. fifties, they go in for their first prostate exam, and their dick gets hard, and they're like, "Wait a minute, huh? am I gay? This is weird. Uh, what? No, it's a hundred percent normal. So, does strap-on sex or you know anal penetration for a man is that gay? Let me tell you, if it's a woman doing it, it's called heterosexual sex. Period. Period. You don't have to broadcast what it is that you do in the bedroom, but right. if you are having sex with a woman, no matter what it is, whether she's putting it in your mouth or your face or your butt or it, you know, mm. she it's heterosexual sex. And I wish like society would stop. Let me tell y'all something about prostate orgasms real quick. They are yeah. 33% more intense than penile orgasms. And they do not have a refractory period. That time when you can't oh, get it back up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I it is now you don't have to penetrate a person to get them to feel a prostate orgasm. But the whole point is like, no, that is it's not it's it's not demasculating. It's a man knowing his pleasure, right? And that many men know. So I think that's what it is. I think that's the problem. But also, there's a lot of women out there who don't know male pleasure either, and who right. like if you find a man who's like, "Look, I'm into this, and this is what I'm I'm into." They're taking aback. They're gonna be like, "Oh, oh, this must be gay," because they don't even know. Like they're right, uninformed. Right. So I think it's just really it's important just to. I was one of those people. I'm not even gonna lie. Like the first time Me I had too. a man yeah. say, "Look, Same. I want you to put your finger in my butt," I was like, mm, "You yeah, like yeah. me for real?" <laughs> <laughs> But as a sex educator and as somebody who, you know, has learned and who was like, okay, well, I really love you, so I'm going to try it, you know, (laughs) who did it. Like, it was like, I realized that that man was just in touch with his pleasure. And that's dope to me now. Mm -hmm. Like, and as we get older, we'll realize, like, you don't want to be that 50 year old who was like, damn, I shamed that man who did me so good and Mm -hmm. prioritized my pleasure because I didn't know better. You know, you don't want to be that person. So. Wow! Wow! 
I don't know. Tyrone left the room, so I don't know what time we're on. So let's just keep yeah, going. Let's keep All going. right. Okay. So, um, okay, here's my next question. Um, does porn give a false narrative on what sex is supposed to be? Fuck and can yeah. it affect your sexual experience? Yes. Yes, yes. So obviously porn is a false narrative of what sex looks like. These are paid actors. <laughs> They're, I'm serious. Like, okay. Yeah. My one of my sons had I caught him watching porn and I had to have a conversation with him about like look these are paid actors like what you see is not what porn looks like let me tell you there's so many things that you don't see in porn that happen mm-hmm. in sex all the time falling off the bed mm-hmm. laughter lube okay um it coming out and putting it back in you know what I mean mm-hmm. like switching position getting mm-hmm. a cramp like yeah. these things that's you real. don't like that's you don't, real you don't you don't see that in in porn at yes. all um, and so I think porn is not a realistic depiction of what sex looks like at all and I think we out we are all out here trying to be porn stars yeah. but porn stars aren't getting any pleasure out of that shit either mm-hmm. you're not seeing hair no also if you notice like watch a porn like really watch a porn it be dry now, unless you're watching yeah. those squirting ones, right? Like, right? That those ones are super dry. wet. But it's typically dry because mm-hmm. people are not. You don't see him That's warming so her up. And if he is There's eating no her out, it's like a bunch of. If somebody's eating you out really well, right? It's not a. It's not too much tongue action. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can't yeah, really see much. Yeah. It just looks like a person yeah. just Mouth. down there. Yeah. That's actually not interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, in terms not, of porn. Yeah. So you're not going to see what real pleasure looks like ever. Wow, that's so deep. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that from the head aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you get a, guy, a lot of guys who come in and they're like... Yeah, and yeah. You're like, could you stop? I know that's what Brian Pumper does. But like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, back up. I Too know. much pressure. Like yeah. it's just. <laughs> You're right. Are they like sticking it in? Uh-huh. Yeah, like a dick. Don't please don't make your tongue into a dick. That right. doesn't. That's we so don't like do that is a waste of time. <laughs> waste of all, both of our times. Yes. Okay, please. The other thing was um, since you mentioned squirting, a lot of people want to know: Does it contain urine? Is it cum? Is it both? All right. So one of the only studies done on female pleasure is: Is it pee? I'm not lying. That is one of the only studies that have ever been done on women's pleasure, and it is, is squirting pee. There were eight women, Hmm. big whopping sample size of eight women who did this study, and basically they found out that it's not pee. It's Mm. more complex of a substance than pee. It may still come from the bladder, but Mm. it is not pee. So it's not pee. Interesting. Can everyone squirt? We still don't know. What are the conditions for squirting? We still don't know. Um, is squirting an orgasm? We still don't know. Okay. So. I'm going to take a note of that. Yes. Squirting is not pee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not pee. Okay. Um, Go ahead, go. The mm-hmm. next one I would have to say is, do you feel like black men and women are over-sexualized? Hell yeah. I mean, we've been hypersexualized since we got over here on boats. So Mm -hmm. we were in Mm -hmm. zoos and shown off as freaks for our voluptuous bodies. And even in the media, like, you know, I was having a conversation with a client about how we live in the age of the Instagram model. And shout out Mm -hmm. to all the Instagram models, like y'all doing y'all thing. But at the end of the day, a lot of quote unquote regular women feel like they have to compete with these Instagram models. And Instagram models are the new black women. Mm Uh, You see a lot of people of all races trying to look like that. But if you look at that classic shape, the big boobs, the small waist, the big behind, the Mm -hmm, large lips, mm -hmm. that's all Mother Africa, Mm -hmm, right? So, mm -hmm. yes, I think black people are hypersexualized and black men are are victims of it, too. Like, if you ain't got a dick that's bigger than five inches, you must not really be black. And that's crazy. That's that's crazy. Like, that's fucking crazy. And I wish people would stop doing that because it makes a lot of black men have shame and do crazy dumb shit like buy Mm -hmm. things to make their penises larger and take pills and shit that cause heart problems and so yeah I think we are hypersexualized we're supposed to be these bandingo free freaky sexy beings Mm -hmm. and that can take whatever exactly on top of that pain threshold exactly look gynecology wouldn't be where it is without the blacks the backs of black women Mm -hmm. so um it was thought that black women 
were stronger during childbirth, which is why we were subjects for the father of gynecology and all of his studies wow. and all of that stuff. So really, yeah, the history of gynecology is fucked. But <laughs> wow, um, I believe I don't want to be upset right now on some roots. Level look, my shit. my like, look, <laughs> like, this work uh, triggers me all the time. Like, let's bring in the like yeah, the, abortion the abortion laws, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, Alabama. Where else? Mm-hmm. It's Alabama, Ohio, and Atlanta. Yeah. Alabama, uh, um, Ohio, Georgia. and Georgia. Georgia, mm-hmm. sorry. Are <laughs> Atlanta is own state. Yeah. Right. yeah, I know. <laughs> but they are basically outlawing abortion. I know in mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. at conception, it is illegal to have an abortion. Conception meaning six weeks. Yes. I was twelve weeks when I found out I was pregnant. That means I would not have had an option. And what's crazy is what's what's crazy is. Hmm. All right, you cannot take the organs from a corpse without their consent, right? Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying that women, pregnant women, have less rights than a, a dead. dead corpse. That's fucked up. And what's even more fucked up, let's look, look at the black the populations of black women in Alabama, mm-hmm. in Georgia in Ohio they are huge so not for nothing like it's them now and it's gonna be us if we don't fight it's very important spreading really fast support your Planned Parenthood on some real shit find your Planned Parenthood if you ain't got money volunteer donate what you can because at the end of the day Mm -hmm. those are the people with the money who are going to fight for this okay Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood not only provides abortions you know and abortion care but they also provide gynecological care well woman exams birth control so that people aren't in these situations so um and other prophylactics so i think it's important like to know okay what can you do find your planned parenthood there is one in your area Mm -hmm. do what you can sign up for their advocacy list go to a march you know what i mean because at the end of the day these are our rights this is our our bodies that the government is saying hey we can regulate and the crazy wow. thing about the uh, Alabama in specific is the fact that they had 22 senators who voted against including exception for rape for or incest in Alabama's new um, draconian abortion law. So what you're saying and is basically there is no exception on this abortion law for rape yep. or incest. So yes. if I get pregnant as a, a result of a rape or incest and I find out after six weeks I have to keep that baby. Yes, and the, the, the crazy thing about that is what I think these men aren't taking into account on top of the fact that it just makes no logical sense mm-hmm. is that, you know, women's periods vary. That's a missed, like I'm telling you, I was 13 you weeks pregnant them, when I found, when I missed my don't. first period, right? Right. Oh. I was, I had my period at six weeks. And you can be yeah, most people on your know. period and mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah. So like all of those things go into account. But these men, these 22 white old ass men who know nothing about periods or babies or anything are the ones who get to decide what can and cannot happen with my body. It's fucked up. I'm sorry. I just don't have any It's not logical just to say that. Like the six weeks? Seriously? Six weeks. It's not that's because two, that's when and, the fetus and, develops a heartbeat. And the thing about that is it's they not even like, a, oh, you're paying a fine. Nah, my nigga, you're getting a murder charge. Yeah. Look, that baby may not murder even go charge. to term. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's, anyway. Uh, and I'm that's not. crazy, too, even with that. The fact that the baby may not even go to term. Mm-hmm. And your like, well, life hasn't even been like deemed viable yet. Like yeah, viable first is trimester, three, your second trimester, right? Three months, so you can't it's even your wait till the yeah. pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you may or may not be pregnant after a while. Like it really yeah. just depends. I'm sorry, I just my mother is 70 this year. She's turning 70 this year, and mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade was big for her. Was big. That was a thing that she you know rallied and fought for. Wow. And so to see this happen, she's just like, well, a I'm she's super glad that she raised the sex bird right but <laughs> that's but, great right that's but also great. like it's crazy that like one person can empower so much hatred toward women like one person mm-hmm. one which person. is why we need kamala harris in office <laughs> no, 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 no. i'm sorry i knocked over the table oh, for real yeah no. we're like uh well it looks like we're almost at our time so let's go ahead and get into our philanthropy community highlight moment you need to get up get out and get something because you and i got to do for you and i 
Which is you, actually. Oh, that's mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, we chose you for our philanthropy highlight moment, mainly because you are giving the gift of education back to the community. And we feel like that is something that the DMV needs to know and beyond. Yeah. So we would like to give you an opportunity to, or did you want to, did no. you, Okay. So we would like to give you an opportunity to just tell um, people how to find you yeah. and um, find your mm-hmm. workshops. Totally. So thank you so much. That makes that, that means a lot to me. We definitely, um, I, I make sure that I make available time, especially for, you know, the college students. Like I speak, I've spoken at American and Georgetown and Howard HU, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. But but I, I definitely try to give back. So um, if you guys are, if there are college students out there who are like planning events and you need a sex expert or a sex educator, if I can't do it, I can definitely point you into the direction of someone who can. But the way you find us and the classes that we offer, we also offer student discounts and stuff. But um, sexpertconsultants.com is the website. Um, I'm on all things social at Reba the Diva. And um, I'm super approachable. So shoot me a DM, send me an email, mm-hmm. um, and I'll get right back to you. I just love you, Rita. I know. <laughs> You're so awesome. Yeah, her energy is just so bomb and so fire. So, yeah. you know, you will definitely be hearing more from Reba with us, hopefully yes. live and in person really soon. Yes. Um, and on that note, I'm going to close out with the motivational quote because I forgot to give it to you in the beginning. Oh, um, wow. I forgot, too. <laughs> I'm so excited because Reba's here. I know, right? <laughs> so our motivational quote is by... Thom York and is sex is more than an act of pleasure. It's the ability to be able to to feel so close to a person, so connected, so comfortable that it's almost breathtaking to the point you feel like you can't take it. And at this moment, you're a part of them. Wow, that's good. I like that one. <laughs> well, thanks guys. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Reba, so Thank much for you. coming on the show. We're gonna do this again, girl, for sure. And um, till next time, yes. peace out. Peace out. It's a vibe.